Welcome to Monday Mend, where we will explore issues connecting students, families, and schools. Join members of the Liberty High School Student Support Team every Monday for tools, tips, and strategies. Hi, it's Monday, so it's time for today's Monday Mend. I am here with um, my friends, Kathy Mendez and Bridget Herman, and I am Chris Boyle, and today we are going to talk about harnessing anxiety. Uh, Ms. Boyle, do you think we need to include one more person who's in the room? Oh, well, we could also um, let everybody know that um, Liberty High School's emotional support dog, Bear, is um, always with us as well, um, and he is a main um, helper in all areas of anxiety. <laughs> he is, and he can almost detect it. Um, it's like the opposite of a drug dog in a right. high school, so he's seeking out the anxiety, and he's <laughs> helping us all, which is pretty great. Yeah. So as Chris already indicated, we're going to speak specifically about harnessing anxiety and exactly what that looks like or sounds like. Well, that's what we're going to discuss for the next couple of minutes. Um, so we're going to talk about three components of harnessing anxiety, and that is kind of defining it, um, how to move toward action, and then also kind of what if it's a little bit out of our hands, what might we need to do? So Kathy, you kind of indicated that, if I may, the word anxiety, we use it a lot. Yes. Um, is that good or bad? What do you think? It's good, but I think we sometimes we need to go a little deeper and figure out what's causing that anxiety. Um, and a lot of times it's we need to kind of ex expand our feelings vocabulary. Sometimes we're not just angry, we're really more frustrated or irritated and it's not as it's not a deep as deep a feeling as anger anxiety, it may not be, um, it may be anxiety, but it may be more that you're afraid of one particular thing, maybe okay. fearful, uh, maybe, maybe just nervous about doing something new or trying something new. And so just trying to define what really is going on and expanding your feelings vocabulary versus just going to the big word anxiety. Well, as a parent, I remember thinking, I guess my generation might have been like, people would say, how are you? And you might say, I'm fine. And then we started to evolve into more than fine. Then it went into uninteresting. And then it went into um, some other words, too. So we had to broaden our own, I guess, congenial vocabulary. Right. So is that kind of what you're alluding Absolutely. to? Absolutely. Okay. So if a, a young, like your student or your your teenager comes home and you're like, how are you doing? I'm just really anxious. So how does that conversation go? So Chris, so I'm, I'm in your house, we're eating soup for dinner and you say, how are you feeling? I said, I'm very anxious. What might you say for, what should we do? Well, so um, I always like to start with more information. So I always start with, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Oh. Um, to dig a little bit deeper um, because anxious means a whole lot of different things. And so, um, so I always want to hear more, okay. like, you know, and what's going on. Is it that there, you know, was a conflict with a peer at school? Is it a, a school assignment? Is it just something that isn't really identified yet? You know, just to ask some questions. And one of the best questions is, can you tell me more about that? I like that. And if they say, I can't? Then you can um, start um, asking questions to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and you can say, is your, you know, is your anxious feeling something about school? Okay. 
Is it something with friends? Okay. So Is getting real some... specific on place right. and scenario. Okay. Right. Um, would it be okay if my teen perhaps is not great with the, hey, what's going on? But they may be more apt to answer via, via text. Could I text, hey, how are you feeling today? Can I, can, does it always have to be face to face? I think texting is, is absolutely fine. I think as long as there's communication, okay. however you choose to do it, however works best for you and, and your family is, is absolutely fine. Okay. Okay. And these days it is a lot easier for teens to not do that face to face when they're talking about their feelings. Okay. So texting could really work. Okay. So if we were to give a bank of emotional words that um, may be under the umbrella of anxiety. So if my teen comes home and says, I'm just feeling really anxious. What are some words that we can help them with? You know, because they might need help naming it. So um, what are some words we could kind of put out to parents that they might be able to try? Nervous. Nervous? Uh, yeah. Maybe something specific about an assignment or something. It could be scared or fearful. Um, could be tired. Tired, tired. yes. You know, Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, any of those things. Frustrated. Yes. Um, overwhelmed. Okay. Overwhelmed, absolutely, yeah. Sad even? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, Sad, you know, angry. Angry. Any of those that just... Um, you know, and, and sometimes even depressed because, you know, okay. we can be anxious about not feeling right. Right. And it, it could just be, and it could be that they're anxious about unknown, what's Ooh. unknown, Ooh. what they don't know. Okay. Like they're really having trouble putting into words what it is they are feeling. So it comes out as I'm anxious. I mean, mm -hmm. and sometimes there are no words to describe what it is they're feeling inside. And that's okay too. Yeah. What I like about the naming is that then that can build the relationship between parent and child that like you can revisit the feeling too. Like, hey, the other day you mentioned you were really scared about X. Then a couple of days later, you know, you could come back to that and use that word. Mm -hmm. And then they could say, I'm not scared anymore. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Right. And sometimes we have to listen to behavior. Okay. So, you know, I feel like sometimes kids don't necessarily come in and actually tell you, hey, I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. But they may come in and slam the door or throw their stuff down, or they may come in crying, or, you know, they, you know, there could just be, they could be looking physically nervous, you know, shaking or just, just that kind of anxious look. And so sometimes we then have to ask them, okay. um, you know, filling hey, in those blanks. Something doesn't seem right. Are you, you know, are you okay? Is there yeah. something I can help you with? Um, those kind of things. Oh, I love all that. Um, and, and something to think about too is that that gives them a different type of knowledge. Like they're commanding their emotion and that can build, that can build confidence. Can it? Yes. Sure. Okay. Or I'm, I'm looking at Kathy and Chris like, right? Am I, I'm on target here. I'm trying here. Well, I appreciate that aspect of harnessing anxiety, kind of the naming it. So we've named it. And then now if we know our feeling. How do we move into action for that? So if um, my mom and I are like, I'm the child. And my mom's asking me questions or vice versa. I'm the mom asking my child. And the child said, you know, I am feeling scared. I, I'm kind of disappointed. So we've identified it. Now, how do I help move into action? Well, and there are, um, 
there's different levels of anxiety. And so, um, and not all anxiety is bad because sometimes there's positive anxiety, which, which allows us to then realize, okay, something's not right. I need to then take action. Yes. And so, and whether that action is to really finish that study guide so that I'm better prepared for the test the next day, mm-hmm. um, that, that is good anxiety. Okay. Um, if you oversleep and, and you're feeling anxious about being on time to work, um, you know, you're going to move your body a little bit faster getting ready. Um, so that again, not all anxiety is bad because it does cause us to act. To, to act. Okay. But if, um, so I think sometimes like we can name it and then we become comfortable with the name. So I'm scared. And then how do I help my, my child move? Because and I, I, I like that, you know, cause it's, it can be a positive one. Mm-hmm. But what what if I'm just real comfortable saying that? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes we do we get comfortable with that emotion. So if I'm scared, is it again going back to what we talked about last week? Is like the organization and the working through and the chunking? Is that what we do? Yeah, the, those things can help to break things down a little bit more. Uh-huh. Look at it. Look at things uh, more specific than just the big picture. Okay. Um, maybe the maybe being nervous or scared about doing a presentation in front of the class. Well, maybe there's a, maybe, maybe if you're so nervous that you can't do it in front of the class, maybe you talk to the teacher about just doing it for the teacher. Okay. Um, so looking at things a little bit differently, knowing that there may always be options and trying to figure out how to break things down and do it, to do it just a little different, maybe. Well, I think what's exciting about this time, even though it, there's a lot of unknowns with the learning structure because we're hybrid or um, because of the pandemic, is like it has opened up our options. And I think our toolbox has gotten bigger and like all, there's almost no no anymore. Okay, you want to try that? Let's try it. Right. Because we're just striving for some engagement. Yeah. Right. And right. so that's kind of exciting. Right. That's a positive outcome. Sure. Sure. Um, is it too, let's say again, I'm scared to do the presentation. Yeah. We've named it. Now we've um, named that I'm scared. We've named that um, I'm going to talk with my teacher about maybe doing it in a different way. We have a check back in and yes, that's going to happen. Can I celebrate it? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Because you know, I mean, I don't think we get, I always think, well, gosh, that's kind of a big process yes. for something kind of small. But can we celebrate these oh, things? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> I think it's important too to 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 harbor on the positive sometimes. Oh. Because we, we we have a tendency to say, okay, yeah, that's great, you got your math done, but right. you still have this uh, paper in English that um, is due, and you haven't gotten it done. So yes, you know, let's it's it's easy to continue to pile on. Yeah. Because it's that time of year where things are piled on, but to really look at it one thing at a time and to celebrate those, you know, those little steps towards progress. Uh-huh. Versus reminding them that, oh, wait, and you still have this, this, and this. Right. right. I like that. I like that a lot. Harbor the positive. I might kind of quote that up around, <laughs> tweet it out, maybe. <laughs> maybe out. Okay, so we have a resident um, licensed counselor, Sonia Richardson-Thomas, and she has talks to our district-level people, um, our schools. Um, Wednesday, she's going to talk to some of our students, hopefully. Um, so she says, basically, if I remember correctly, there's three types of anxiety. There was the positive anxiety, tolerable anxiety, and those first two are kind of what we're touching on. Is that right? 
So what if, what would be the third one? What was that? Um, toxic anxiety? Toxic stress. Toxic stress, okay. And that toxic stress is um, when we may need to go outside the family and get some more help or, you know, ask for help from other people that we haven't utilized yet. Okay. And toxic stress is also when, when we can't move forward. Like okay. when we become totally stuck and it's impacting our, our daily function, okay. it's impacting our ability to learn, it's impacting our ability to relate to other people. It's when you're just totally struck, stuck in that toxic stress. And the way we find out if our child is stuck is by these conversations that we're talking about because they may be stuck. Right. And if we're not having right. these kind of organic, well, in this case, I guess they're kind of, they're, they're purposeful conversations. Mm -hmm. And so there may be reasons they're not moving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we can't thank um, our listeners for listening in. Um, three things in regards to harnessing anxiety. We got to name it. We got to um, expand our emotional vocabulary. We got to move our feelings to action. We got to be aware of, hey, maybe when this is out of our realm and we got to seek some other assistance. Yeah. Is anything else, Chris or Kathy? Well, the only other thing is uh, to remember, you know, to name it, to tame it. Oh, I like that is too. The, is the term. And, and um, to name the, the feeling is to help tame the, the feeling. So you've got to name it, to tame it. I don't right. mind any of that. And we're going to harbor the positive. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy your afternoon. The snow is falling, the Christmas lights are shining, and the snow is blowing in my face. So present, sweet.